Then comes the saying of the author, Shaykh al-Islam, فَإِذَا قِيلَ لَكْ بِمَا عَرَفْتَ رَبَّكْ فَقُلْ بِآيَاتِهِ وَمَخْلُوقَاتِهِ So if it is said to you, how did you come to know of your Lord? Then say, through his signs and those things which he has created. <coughs> and the Arabic here, there's a slight, very, very slight difference in some of the wordings it has. Without the alif, bima. Or in this version here and in some versions. فَإِذَا قِيلَ لَكْ بِمَا عَرَفْتَ رَبَّكْ And the meaning is one and the same. Through what or how did you come to know of your Lord? So if it is said to you, how did you come to know of your Lord, of your Rabb? Then say, through his signs and through those things which he has created. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, You have said, Allahu Rabbi, you have said, My Lord is Allah. Or, Rabbi Allah ladhi rabbani bi ni'amihi. Or you have said, My Lord is Allah, who nurtured me with his favours. So what is the proof that Allah is your Lord, who nurtured you with his favours? What is the proof? So the Shaykh, I mean the author, Shaykh al-Islam, he said, so the Shaykh brought proofs from the revelation and from the intellect, as will follow. So if it is said to you, Bima arafta rabbuk, how did you come to know of your Lord? The Shaykh said, because whoever claims something, I mean this is a fair question, if you've made a statement, my Lord is Allah, the one who nurtured me, the one who nurtured me through his favours, then it's fair that someone can raise a question, how have you come to this knowledge, how have you arrived at this? It's a fair question. The Shaykh makes the point, because whoever claims something, then he must establish proof upon his claim. And now you, O Muslim, you have claimed, my Lord is Allah, the one who nurtured me through his sight, through his favours. So what is the proof for that claim of yours? How have you come to know about your Lord? And then Shaykh makes the point, so he made the point. So whoever claims something, he must establish proof upon his claim. And then he quotes the famous line of poetry, وَالدَّعَوَى إِذَا لَمْ يُقِيمُوا عَلَيْهَا بَيِّنَاتٍ أَهْلُهَا عَدْئِيَاءُ And claims, if the people do not establish proof, for them, then their people are mere claimants. Their people are mere claimants. Whatever claims that people make, if they don't establish proof for that claim, then they're just people making a claim with no evidence to back it up. So the Sheikh said, everyone who makes a claim must establish the proof for his claim. Otherwise, his claim will not be correct. You have said, my Lord is Allah, who nurtured me and nurtured the whole of the creation through his favours. What is the proof? 
then say, the proof is his signs and those things which he has created. His ayat and his makhluqat. His signs and the, those things which he has created. Then Shaykh Fawzan explains what is meant by this. He explains the first word, al-ayat, his signs. He said signs, al-ayat, is the plural, is the plural of ayah. And the word ayah in the language is a sign showing something and indicating something. Just as he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, ayatul munafiq thalath. That the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said in the beginning of the hadith, the ayah of the munafiq, the ayah of the hypocrite is in three. I mean, the sign of the hypocrite lies in three. Shaykh Fawzan said, meaning his sign, in the sign that which points him out. In a footnote, they mentioned this hadith, of the begin- this being in the beginning of the hadith, ayatul munafiq thalath, the sign of the hypocrite is in three. They mentioned the hadith reported by al-Bukhari as hadith number 33, and by Muslim as number 59 from a hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu. Then he said, his saying bi ayatihi, through his ayat, through his signs, Shaykh Fawzan said, meaning, the signs and the proofs which indicate him, he the perfect and most high. So all of these created beings which you see, all of them were non-existent. And then Allah produced them and created them by his ability, he the perfect and most high. And from them are created beings which are constantly renewed, such as plants and the newborn and things which were not present and then they came about. And you look at them, you look upon them. Who is the one who created them? He is Allah, the perfect and most high. Do they create themselves? Did anyone from mankind create them? No one can claim this. And no one is able to claim it. Then Shaykh quotes the evidence. He said, he the most high said, Am khuliqu min ghayri shay'in Am humun khaliqoon Am khalaqu samawati wal ard Bal la yuqinoon Surah Al-Tur the 52nd surah, ayahs 35 to 36, with the explanation, or were they created without any creator? Or are they themselves the creators? Or did they create the heavens and the earth? Rather, they do not have certain faith. Sheikh Rauzan said, these things, these things in existing in creation, these things did not produce themselves, nor were they produced by others from the created beings at all. <coughs> and no one can ever create a tree or a nut 
or a fly. Then the Shaykh quotes the ayah, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ لَنْ يَخْلُقُوا ذُبَابًا وَلَوْ اجْتَمَعُوا لَهِ Surah Al-Hajj, the 22nd Surah, Ayah 73, with the explanation, Those whom you call upon besides Allah, they can never create even a fly, even if they gather together to do it. Shaykh Fawzan said, So this creation proves the Creator, He the Perfect and Most High. And therefore, when the Bedouin was, well, when it was said unexpectedly to the Bedouin, and the Shaykh quotes a famous example here that's quoted, having made the point here that the Khalq is a proof for the Khaliq, the fact that there is a creation here, is a proof for the Khaliq, the one who created it. He the perfect and most high. Then he quotes this famous example, he said, and therefore, I mean for the same reason, the same point here, and therefore, when it was unexpectedly said, to the Bedouin man, Bima Arafta Rabbuk. How did you come to know about your Lord? Then a Bedouin man. He was asked unexpectedly, he didn't have time to think about the answer. He was unexpectedly asked, How how do you become aware of your Lord that you've got a Lord? A Rabb, how do you know of him? So he responded, Al Ba'ratu Tadullu al Al Ba'ir Wal Atharu Yadullu al Al Masir Ala Yadullu Had al Kaunu that he said this being a Bedouin man living in the desert he said the, the piece of camel dung proves that there is a camel and the footprint proves that there is a man who is travelling does not this creation prove the one who is subtle and kind, the one who is all aware, and this whole creation with the amazing things in it, does that not prove the Creator, His existence? A piece of camel dung proves to you that there's been a camel there. You can't see the camel disappeared, but the piece of camel dung, it proves that sometime before there's been a camel there. A footprint, you can't see the person, he's gone, it proves that he was there though. How about this whole creation, the heaven and the earth, the oceans, the trees, the stars, doesn't it prove, as he said, the wise creator, doesn't it prove that? And this was a Bedouin man. When he was asked unexpectedly this question, that was his response. Sheikh Fawzan said, so when you see a footprint upon the ground, does it not prove to you that someone has walked upon this ground? If you see a piece of camel dung, does it not prove to you that there are camels upon this land? Or that a camel has passed by. <coughs> a piece of camel dung proves that there has been a camel. And a footprint proves that somebody has passed by. And that's where Sheikh Fawzan's explanation, explanation of that point. Just <coughs> as a side point in addition, then the Sheikh, this is one of the Khatibs in Medina, Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Al Qasim, mentioned something, a point in his explanation here. He said, at tafakkur, reflecting upon the creation, <coughs> increases iman. 
continuing upon this point here, he said, reflecting upon the creation increases one's iman and connects the heart to Allah. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah said, and the best thing upon which breaths have been spent, obviously meaning the breaths, I mean the best thing you've spent your time, probably the breath, your breath, each breath of yours is one breath away from your lifespan. Your life, your life and your lifespan. But literally the breaths. So quotes of the Muqayyim, rahimahullah, he said, the best thing which you have, which breaths have been spent upon is reflecting upon the signs of Allah and the amazing things which he has created and moving on from it to connection of the heart and one's aspiration to him to the exclusion of everything from his created beings end, end of the quote the best thing you can spend the time time upon is reflecting upon the signs of Allah and the amazing things which he has made but not stopping there not just be amazed at that rather moving on from that to connection of the heart to the one who created these things and the one who placed these signs Connecting one's heart to him and one's aspiration to him, to the exclusion of the creation. Then to return to the main text and the explanation of Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan, then comes the saying of Shaykh al-Islam, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ اللَّيْلُ وَالنَّهَارِ وَالشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرِ وَمِنْ مَخْلُوقَاتِهِ السَّمَاوَاتُ السَّبْعُ وَالْأَرَضُونَ وَالْأَرَضُونَ السَّبْعُ وَمَا فِيهِنَّ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا And from his signs are the night and the day and the sun and the moon and from that which he has created are the seven heavens and the seven earths and whatever is within them and whatever is between them Sheikh Fawzan said in explanation, his saying, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ اللَّيْلُ وَالنَّهَارِ وَالشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرِ And from his ayat and from his signs are the night and the day and the sun and the moon. Sheikh Fawzan said, so the ayat, the signs, in the signs of Allah, the ayat are of two categories. And the Shaykh Fawzan explains the two categories of ayat, signs of Allah. The first category is ayatun kawniya, is signs within the creation which we can see. That's the first kind of ayat of Allah, signs of Allah, Create signs in the created things which we can see, such as the, the heavens and the earth and the stars and the sun, and the moon, and the mountains, and the trees, and the oceans, they are called ayat, they are called signs, because they contain signs, proving their creator, he the perfect and most high. And therefore, Abu Atahiya, and this poet that he mentioned, Abu Atahiya, just very briefly, 
Al Dhahabi mentions him in Seer at Lamud as a side point, volume 10, page 195, and mentioning that he was in his time Ra'as al Shu'ara, the head of the poets. And he mentioned that he was Abu Ishaq, his name was Ismail ibn Qasim ibn Suwayd ibn Kaysan al Anazi, their Mawla. He lived in the city of Baghdad and he died in the year 210 or 213 at the age of 83. So with regard to the quote, the famous lines of poetry from him, Abu Atahiyah, that he said, فَيَا عَجَبًا كَيْفَ يُعْصَ الْإِلَاهُ أَمْ كَيْفَ يَجْحَدُهُ الْجَاحِدُ وَفِي كُلِّ شَيْءٍ لَهُ آيَةٌ تَدُلُّ عَلَى أَنَّهُ وَاحِدٌ وَلِلَّهِ وَلِلَّهِ فِي كُلِّ تَحْرِيكَةٍ وَتَسْكِينَةٍ فِي الْوَرَى شَاهِدٌ His three lines of poetry with a rough explanation So how strange how can the one deserving worship be disobeyed? Or how can the one who denies him deny him? Or rather, or how can the one who denies deny him? When everything contains a sign for him proving that he is one. And there is a witness for Allah in every movement and every stillness of the creation. So just to quickly repeat that. So how strange or how so how amazing. How can the one deserving worship be disobeyed? Or how can the one who denies deny him when everything contains a sign for him proving that he is one? And there is a witness for Allah in every movement and every stillness of the creation. So Shaykh Fawzan comments and says, How can anyone deny Allah, the Majestic and Most High? And saying, There is no Lord for this whole creation. And that these created beings came about without any creator. And that if they did come about through a creator, or Sheikh Razan then makes up, I've then refuted that, and he says, and if they did, I mean that's non nonsensical, nonsensical to say this whole creation came about, came about without any creator. So it's established that there is definitely a creator. Then Sheikh Razan follow, follows this by saying, and if they did come about through a creator, then who is this creator besides Allah, the majestic and most high? Explain to me. You will not find a creator besides Allah, the perfect and most high. Then Shaykh Razan quotes the ayah, أَمْ جَعَلُوا لِلَّهِ شُرَكَاءَ خَلَقُوا كَخَلْقِهِ فَتَشَابَحَ الْخَلْقُ عَلَيْهِمْ قُلِ اللَّهُ خَالِكُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَهُوَ الْوَاحِدُ الْقَحَّارِ Surah Al-Ra'ad, the 13th Surah, ayah 16, with the explanation. Or do they set up? Partners for Allah who create with the like of His creation so that the creation is obscured for them. Say Allah is the creator of everything and He is the one, the overwhelming subduer.
of Sheikh Fawzana is ended explanation of the first type, the first category of signs, ayat, ayatun kauniya, signs within the creation. Then he explains the second category of ayat, second category of signs. He said the second category is al-ayatul Qur'aniya, ayahs of the Qur'an, which are recited from the revelation which has been sent down to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. All of these prove the existence of the Lord, the perfect and most high, and his perfection, and his attributes, and his names, and that he is the one deserving of worship. He alone, with no partner. All of them prove that the creational signs and the eyes of the Quran in all both of them both categories of signs prove this point here the existence of the Lord he the perfect and most high and his perfection and his attributes and his names and that he alone deserves worship with no partner he alone with no partner nothing else attributed with worship attributed, attributed to him this is indicated by the creational signs and the signs of the Qur'an, the Ayatul Qur'an. Sheikh said, The creational signs prove their creator and the one who brought them into existence and the one who controls them. And the ayahs of the Qur'an contain the command to worship Allah. So Sheikh actually divides it. He says the, cre- the creational signs, they prove signs of the creation prove their creator and the one who brought them into existence and the one who controls them and the signs of the Quran the ayahs of the Quran contain the command to worship Allah and they contain affirmation of Tawheed of Lordship and using it as a proof for Tawheed of worship I mean the signs of the Quran they contain affirmation of Allah is the Lord but using that as a proof for he deserves alone to be worshipped. And the command to worship Allah, the perfect and most high. All of the Quran is concentrated upon this meaning. And it was sent down for this meaning. Then Sheikh Fazan said, And from his ayat and from his signs are the night and the day and the sun and the moon. These are from the greatest signs of Allah, the perfect and most high. The dark night, which covers this creation, and the bright day, which brings light to this creation, so that they can go about for their work. He, the most high, said, قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ إِنْ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكُمُ اللَّيْلَ سَرْمَدًا إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ مَنْ إِلَهٌ غَيْرُ اللَّهِ يَأْتِيكُمْ بِذِيَاءٌ أَفَلَا تَسْمَعُونَ قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ إِنْ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكُمُ النَّهَارَ سَرْمَدًا إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ مَنْ إِلَهٌ غَيْرُ اللَّهِ يَأْتِيكُمْ بِذِيَاءٍ تَسْكُنُونَ فِيهِ أَفَلَا تُبْصِرُونَ وَمِنْ رَحْمَتِهِ جَعَلَ لَكُمُ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارَ لِتَسْكُنُوا فِيهِ وَلِتَبْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِهِ وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ Surah Al-Qasas, the 28th Surah, Ayah 71 to 73, with the explanation, Say, do you see 
if Allah made the night continuous upon you until the day of resurrection, what deity besides Allah could bring you light? Will you not then listen? Say, do you see if Allah made the day continuous upon you until the day of resurrection, what deity besides Allah could bring you night time in which you could rest? Will you not see? And from his mercy upon you is that, that he has made the night and the day so that you may rest therein and seek of his bounty and that you should be thankful. Sheikh Fawzan said, this is from the greatest of the signs of Allah. This night and this day. The whole time is not night and the whole of time is not day. Because if, it were that, because if that were the case, then the welfare of the people would be lost and they would become fatigued. Allah made the night and the day to follow each other in succession for them. And then the night and the day are ordered. Neither of them clashes, nor do they alter. Upon a single ordered system, which proves the wisdom, the hikmah of the Hakim. It proves the wisdom of the all-wise one. He the perfect and most high. Then the Sheikh said, the actions of the servants and that which they make end in destruction. He contrasts the actions of the creator with the actions of the creation. He said, the actions of the servants and those things which they make end in destruction and they clash with each other, whatever they may be. And they stop working. As for the things created by Allah, the mighty and majestic, then they do not become destroyed, except at the time when Allah permits their destruction. So the night and the day continue. Neither of them ceases working. Whereas things made by the creation stop working and come to destruction and perish no matter how strong they are and how large they are. So how many cars, so how many abandoned cars do you see and planes and ships even though they were strong and had been taken care of yet they end in destruction and they stop working. Does the night, does the night time stop working? Or does the daytime stop working? No. Because its maker has full ability and is all wise. He the majestic and most high. Sun Allah Ladi Atqana Kulla Shay. Surah Namal, the twenty seventh Surah, Ayah eighty eight. With the explanation the creation of Allah, who has made everything firmly and precisely. <coughs>